there's no difference in that person being where they are other than they've put themselves out there and they're showing you their their lifestyle or their business or or they're you know talking in their own way versus you sitting there going I really want to do that like I really I really want to do that Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by the very inspirational Prue Corrigan, the founder and CEO of One Daydream. Prue has spent 25 years in the fashion, beauty and lifestyle public relations and talent industry. She started her career as brand manager for Sports Girl before co-founding Two Birds Talking in 2006, which ultimately became Australia's number one fast fashion PR agency. In 2015, Prue went on to create One Daydream PR, and in 2018, she launched the current Dream Team, helping to nurture talent into global marketing powerhouses. Prue's passions lie in the big ideas and taking talent to their next level of success. Today, Prue shares with us her secret to all that she does, understanding how powerful pivoting can be. Prue, I am so excited for you to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Oh, so well, but all the better for seeing you. For those of you that are not familiar with Prue, uh, you are in for a treat. You're going to love her wise, grounded uh, vibe, but also just the fact that she's able to work through so much in her life and nothing's a barrier. Everything's just a problem to be solved or something to evolve from. And that's all I've learned from you. And so I can't wait for you to share that wisdom with others. Oh, thank you. You're, you're too kind. I know it's it's interesting with the problems I do see. I only said the other night with my daughter as well, I think we were like putting something together and I was like, this is a puzzle that I just can't quite figure out right now. But let's just like put it aside and then we'll come back and we'll figure it out. It's life, right? It happens. Oh, I think it's honestly the secret to it. Like if, because you're always going to come up against problems. There's always going to be challenges in every aspect of your life. And I just love your approach to it. It's just something we figure out. Absolutely. I think every every decade throws different things at you. And I think probably more so, I think, especially even after lockdowns or COVID, I think there's more and more challenges that are popping up because that was such a, a rare and bizarre things that us as humans had to sort of go through and experience. So it is, it's, it's like every day assessing, you know, what's going on and, and, and how can we fix it? Because you can get through and it, and it can take time to get through some of these things. But um, if you can get your mindset into the right space and and try and focus and, and really go in, I think that, um, you know, anything is possible to move forward on 100%. But there are some different things that you can do to get there. Take some exactly. time and some skill. Mm. Yeah, and I think just before we hopped on to this call and we started recording it, we are just having a quick chat and and you said something really important and that's that like people just get impatient with the time that things do take and problems or, you know, hurdles or whatever, they just take time to solve and to figure they, out. 
they do they it yeah they they take time you really have to be patient like even we were I'm up in Byron Bay at the moment and we were down on the beach I mean on the beach in winter can you believe and we were sort of we met up with some friends says says the Melbourneite that's just a a foreign concept to anyone from Melbourne (laughs) it is such a foreign concept we came from like four degrees and it's like 24 (laughs) on a Sunday here in Byron I'm like wow um and we're up here with some people talking about business and there's a new business that one of our friends is starting and he was like, you know, it's it's 10 years, isn't it? And it's so true. Like a lot of the entrepreneurs and a lot of the businesses um, and a lot of people even that have new ideas, you know, they say if if an article comes up and they say, oh, you know, like they've said that we're an overnight success, but we're not an overnight success. It's taken like 10 years, sometimes 12, 15 years to really be at the pinnacle of the game. So, you know, patience is, you need it. And sometimes it doesn't always come to fruition the way that you see it. You know, we can all go on different paths. Um, and sometimes it's not the chosen path and has not the actual purpose that you end up, you know, going on. So you really need to just keep reassessing that to make sure that it is your purpose that you're, that you're finding. And, and like, and exactly how you've done it being opened to the pivot, which is exactly what we kind of want to get into today to give people more confidence yeah. in a pivoting scenario in your life and business and all the things. But before we get into that, do you have a favorite quote? I would love to know. I do. It's I put this out quite a lot. So it's actually for my grandfather. God bless him. Um, and it's nothing ever stays the same. Get used to a different normal. And it is like he told me that when I was like probably thirteen. You know, like a long time ago. And he said like nothing ever stays the same. Get used to a different normal. And it was true because nothing ever stays the same. Everything that we go through in our lives, whether it's, you know, from growing up with our parents to our families to then, you know, finding a boyfriend, maybe moving in with them, maybe moving out with them, breaking up, finding a husband, you know, going, working for a corporate, not working for a corporate, like having your own business, having children, everything, everything changes every step of um, of the way. So yeah, that was something that he really set me up. I probably didn't understand it when I was young, but certainly as I grew up, I, I did. Look, I I think being able to embrace change is the key to success, which is why I have the change pathway, because the more you can, like, as I say, be in a relationship with change, the more powerful you are always going to be, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Change um, is scary and a lot of people are really scared of change or, or sort of probably hesitant. You know, mm. I think it's like, oh, hang on a minute, this is not the normal. So what what does this mean? But I think change, if I didn't have change over the past, say, you know, 25 years of, of working or friendships or things, like I would never be where I am today. So you 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 have to embrace it sometimes as hard as it is. But um yeah, I don't I don't mind change. I don't like it at the beginning, but yeah. I think as you start to really get it into your head and think about what the future could be. Um, it starts to make sense. And and the universe does it for us. I mean, the universe literally puts that change there for us for a reason. It is like, this is the time, here's the change. And sometimes your intuition knows it. Like you just know when it's coming. Like you know, yeah. you don't know what to do about it sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, if only I would listen to that a little bit more. Someone told me the other day that I need to listen to my intuition more, which is true, I do. Um, but it doesn't always mean you know where you're going, even if you do know that there's something brewing in the, uh, you know, in the wind. Because I think people think that the intuition is about visions or solutions and it's actually not. It's just about exactly what you're talking about. It's an inner knowing. Oh, things are changing, full stop. That's all you need to know. That's all it yeah. needs to tell you. Just so you yeah. can be, I think, just 
open to the flow of that. And, and yeah. changes has been, you know, definitely your path. So for those of you that aren't familiar with your story, can you, you know, kind of give us the cliff notes on who you are, how you got to this place that you're at? Yes, there's there's a bit. But, um, goodness, where did it start? So I was at a, I love telling this story because I think it's important. My mum always used to say, this is how I start this, my mum used to say, every time you walk out that door, you never know who you're going to meet. So put on the face put on something that's going to be memorable and go out there and just, you know, be you, but you never know what's going to come in when you're out there. So I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, so I'm at this 21st birthday. I'll take everyone back to that. And I was wearing a Christopher Cronus jacket, which back in the day, he was like a hot Australian fashion designer. And this girl came up to me at this 21st birthday party and said, oh, I like your jacket. And I was like, oh, thanks. She was like, where's it from? Christopher Cronus. Chat, chat, chat. What are you doing? And I said, I'm studying media and communications. And she's like, are you looking for a job? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm in my third year. I'm not really thought about and she's like I've just started at Sports Girl do you want to come in for an interview I need an assistant and I was like oh okay now in this very same week can you believe I've been studying acting all my life so through school and everything acting was was where I was going I just got the lead role in the Heidelberg Theatre Company so talk about sliding door moments and change I'd been like training to be an actor whilst at uni not really earning a big salary worked for my dad Um, he had dry cleaners so I was literally like dry cleaner chick for six years while I was doing all of this sort of stuff and then um, had this offer and my mum at the time said well I'm not going to support an unpaid actress because I think that's where you're going love you you're doing well but I'm not sure acting is like your part so I think you should go and get a job So I took the job at Sports Girl and then I was there for six years and I ended up being brand manager. So I sort of went through the the ranks and learned from some amazing women in the business. I was the youngest in the business that time and learned from great women in retail, all women as well. So I think that's also why I've always probably had my own business because I learned from so many women. Mm. Um, And then um, when I was about 27, I started Two Birds Talking, which was a um, PR agency. And that was with a girl that I used to go to school with. We got together. We could sort of see a bit of a gap in the market. So we were talking about, both of us had been in fashion. So we were talking about the PR agencies out there and maybe how we could do things differently. Being young ourselves, we sort of could see how things were changing, how fast fashion was on the rise, because believe it or not, Back in the early 2000s, it sort of wasn't around and it was starting to to be more and more. Still didn't have Zara's yet. That was was all yet to come. All you had was Sports Girl, Portman, Super A came in. Correct. Yeah, well, Super A had just arrived and they were making a a massive impact actually. Um, Cotton On wasn't around. No. What was was the world without Cotton On? Um, So it was, yeah, it was just, it was bizarre. And then we started this agency. We ran that for nine years. We literally worked with, most fashion brands in Australia, everything from Target, you know, to, to Witchery, the Witchery White Shirt campaign. Um, we work with Portman's, we work with Just Jeans, we work with Smiggle. So we started to sort of diverse out as well, out of fashion, but into, you know, uh, lifestyle and um, food. We even went into hospitality. Anyway, after nine years, um, it was done. I had my little girl, Billy, and something in me shifted. Uh, I just wasn't the same person. Maybe I was slightly burnt out as well. I think when you start a business at 27, you're on a really, really small salary. You don't really know what you're doing. You just jump in. You know what you're doing from a work perspective, but running a business is so different when you're on the other side versus being in a business. Um, But I still wanted to, there was was something about me that just, I wasn't finished, but maybe I was finished with two birds. So long story short, Amy ends up taking Two Birds Talking. I move on into One Day Dreams is in 2015 and started that business because um, I could see the rise of beauty 
And again, if we talk about pivoting, for me, I'd seen the rise of fast beauty. I could see that that was starting to sort of take a bit of a dip after the 10 years. And then I could see the rise of beauty within Australia. You know, we didn't have Sephora. Um, Mecca was just starting to expand. Um, the body shop had taken a dip but was sort of trying to come back um, in, in their own way. So I said I would love to do Beauty in One Day Dream. So we ended up having Sephora, um, The Body Shop, Mark Jacobs Beauty, my God, we, we just had so many beauty brands when we started One Day Dream. And that was sort of the focus of the PR. And it gave me renewed energy as well because I think stepping out of fashion, which can be a tough industry, I'm kudos to everyone that works in it. It is a tough space. Beauty was a little different. It was people were willing to share information. People were willing to try. It was all about trialing things because there's so many products, right? Yeah. Like it's just so many. Then the, the icon products and, you know, things that we all love and um, it was a whole different world. So so we did that and I did that for seven years. Yes, seven years, eight years. And then at the, sorry, eight years. And then at the end of last year in December, um, I decided to close down the PR division because I'm not saying that PR is dead and I definitely don't want to say that because I totally respect all of the PR agencies out there. They do a phenomenal job. Yeah. It's just that the way that I was doing PR in the business, I don't think businesses want that structure as much anymore. It was shifting and changing again. Um, I think there's a lot more focus on influencers these days. There's a lot more focus on people talking about your brands versus the media you know, the media has their own challenges at the moment in, in different ways from magazines to online. There's so much information to consume. Where does, the, where does the consumer find it? Well, she gets her quick fix by scrolling on her phone most of the time. So, again, I saw a bit of an opportunity. I was enjoying working with talent one-on-one individually, building profiles, creating content, um, and then we changed into talent management, which is where we are today, and we're six months in as being a, a full talent management agency. Ironic that you originally your intention was to be the talent and full circle you're now <laughs> amplifying the talent. Right, right. It's, it is. It's really interesting. But I think, uh, yeah, I don't know if my calling was ever to be in the front. It was, yeah, it was interesting. I think it was always in the back, but to be able to give them the confidence maybe that I knew that you needed when you step out on stage or you step in front of a camera or I'm not, yeah, I don't I don't know. It didn't sort of, it never came to fruition. There might be something for me to, to go out and talk and, and be, I've always thought about it in the spotlight in some way, but I don't think it's going to be in the way that, you know, initially I'd started oh, or to yeah. be the talent. Oh, it's not yet. No doubt. It's a tough gig. It's a tough oh, gig. Yeah. Those guys do a great job, you know, every day on keeping the stories up. They're reality TV 24-7. I mean, yeah. you are switching into their channels. You are listening to their lives. You're learning about the products. It is the new advertising and, um, you know, mixed with reality te television. It's it's sort of where it's at. It's um, it's a whole new world, but it's exciting. And it changes daily. Like, talk about quick. Like, if I, if I go back to my fast fashion beauty days, God, that was slow compared to where I am now. Like, this industry, I mean, threads just came about. So now yeah. we're going down the threads path. Well, what's going to happen there? Um, so it constantly changes. And so how do you... How do you embrace not only just see the pivots, but how do you know which ones to embrace? Mm. Well, I mean, that is a tough one. I've I've always gone on gut, always. Intuition and gut has been a huge thing for me, but also talking to people in the industry and talking to people as to what's going on. 
I find that by now being in my 40s, talking to the younger generation in their 20s and 30s, even like the 18, 19-year-olds, that keeps me relevant and fresh to sort of understand what this industry is going to do. I think it sort of keeps me in touch or finger on the pulse as to how they're feeling, what they're thinking, um, what they're seeing. Um, so I do probably talk to a lot of the younger generation a lot. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so old because of the way I'm talking isn't that it's crazy. <laughs> no, no, it's it's good. I mean, they're just it's their world. Yeah. So like we go, oh my God, like I don't even know what's going on here. And then you just talk to them and it's and it's their world. But the more and more that you immerse yourself into TikTok or the more and more that you immerse yourself into threads, you start to understand exactly what's going on. It's just that I think the older generation sort of can't be well, they never really grew up with it. So why would they go down that, you know, down that path? But yeah, you just have to really immerse yourself into it and understand it and then figure out whether it's something that you, you know, you want to go down. But I don't think that the Instagram, um, or sorry, the influencer world, I'm going to use the word influencer for a better term, or content creators, mm-hmm. is is going anywhere. I think it will evolve and, again, it will yeah. change 100%, but I don't think it's going anywhere um, and I think it will only get bigger and bigger, but I think it's going to start to weed out some of the people within it if that makes sense there's gonna there's gonna be a change and a shift and I think we were talking about it earlier around just you know the the, the genuine ones yeah I was gonna say gonna like what, what do you think the vibe is because I, I I think it's authenticity but it is it is definitely yeah authenticity and just realness you know we don't we don't want to see the polished looks anymore they're they're unattainable especially in this particular economic environment that we're going in so I think and I think you can absolutely still be inspirational um at a point but there has to be a bit of realness with it so it's it's telling that full story I think that's why the Kardashians have been I don't I hate to bring them um, up but yeah God, they've been successful like they just they can do it where you get the realness but you also get this like high-end holy moly like that is just the most ridiculous birthday party or the Met Gala outfit or, or whatever it is but they've just got the secret source right in what they show you and how they sort of tell their story so that's you know that's what people want um these days a little bit of a little bit of both so how do we, you know, filter that down into our everyday lives and embrace the opportunity but also the reality that in every single aspect of our life we are going to have to pivot? I mean, in a marriage, you're going to have to pivot probably five times a day, let alone over the next 50 years. In your career, you may have this idea of your career trajectory, but, you know, how do you embrace pivoting when you don't necessarily know if it's going to work out or if the risk is worth the reward and all of that kind of stuff what what really is behind the confidence or the belief to embrace the pivot Mm. it's 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 a it's a really tough one I think it's um I think it's belief in yourself though so I always say there's no room for failure so there's no room for failure. So if I step into a new category or I step into a new business or I step into something, I you you can't give up. It's it's very you as someone said to me, you know, you can press pause and you can say no at any time in your life. Any time in your life, you can do it. So it's all up to you as to whether you want to do that or you don't want that. And it comes down to self-belief. And some some nights you'll sit there, some days you'll sit there and go, what am I doing? How on earth is this ever going to work? I can't continue on. But if you really believe in something and you have the passion for something, 
excuse me, you will get over the obstacles to go to that next level. Like you will, but it's about really aligning the head. But I do a lot of work with people like you, Kirsten. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like we do a lot of work. We we have conversations around what's going on. I think if you wanted to work with a psychologist or you wanted to work with, um, you know, a mentor or um, a business coach, I think you need to find people around you that can really help open up the conversations to figure out where your head's at so you can see a clear path. Um and that that really helps me. So I have a lot of people in my circle who I can talk to, call on, have a discussion with that can really help me just get a reality check as well um, on what's going on. <laughs> like let's, that, let's get a reality I'm, check. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing in your story is that it's not necessarily that you have this innate wisdom to see an opportunity or you have this great analytical brain even though you absolutely do. I wonder if your confidence in pivoting has actually just been your willingness to be teachable by anyone and everyone. Because you said, like, it's, you know, I worked with these women and I saw them and then now I speak to 20-year-olds and I'm thinking, God, I couldn't think of anything worse. But, like, that, <laughs> that is, but that is maybe, you know, somewhere I'm looking going, actually, I'm missing out on so much knowledge. And so much wisdom, you know, how willing am I to be taught by anyone and everyone? Right, right. So staying open to all conversations. It was funny, where were we the other day? It's like I'm talking Dale's over there, my husband's over there. But we were somewhere the other day and I was like, we have sitting at our table right now for dinner, each generation. We had a 10 to a 20-year-old, a 20 to a 30-year-old, a 30 to a 40-year-old, a 40 to a 50-year-old and a 50 to a 60-year-old. Right now, they all sat and they were all around our table having a conversation. I thought, how unique. Mm. I'm not sure that you would get this in many families or situations or businesses where you are able to actually tap in because everyone teaches everyone different things and there, and there has to be the respect levels there. I think when I was younger, it was fun. I, I probably really struggled to manage. I think you struggled to manage people when you're in your 20s because you're still trying to figure out who you are, right? You don't really no then you sort of get to your 30s and you're like okay well you might get married or you might buy an apartment or a house or you know you start to get a little bit more serious so you have a little bit more of a serious hat on and, and you're sort of like yeah I think I do but I think you can almost be a bit standoffish because you're like like I, I know what I want to do but then I don't really know how to have the conversations and I'm still trying to figure out this part of my life and then I don't know in your 40s you just sort of go okay cool I've gone through all of that I'm here. Let's take in all the information that we can to figure out what we want to do and what we're really um, passionate about and what and what else we need to learn. But I think in my industry, though, Kirsten, there's so much more to learn. Like I don't know in the vet space or the well, I'm sure medical space actually is constantly changing, but there might be industries where you don't really need that younger generation to help you. But I think when this is such a new space, you need that. But then they also need the older generation to help them with the structure and the backbone and and, and how to lift to another level. So if it, it, they can really complement each other if you, you know, if you get it right. Um, and that's what I'm sort of figuring out, you know, at, at the moment um, and, and doing that. But, yeah, there's there's a lot to learn from lots of people. So stay open. Yeah, and I think that, I, yes, I love that. Just keep staying open. But I think that you've touched on something that I've never really, you know, talked openly about or kind of fleshed out openly, and that's that whole generational thing. Like, it's okay to be in your 20s and to be really confused and to be really overwhelmed 
and to not know the answers. And it's actually also okay in your 40s to feel exactly the same way, just with different aspects of your life. Absolutely. And it's, I think that that, that was the biggest thing I, when I realized I was an adult, because I realized that, oh, wait a minute, the adults don't actually know what they're doing. And that's when it's almost like I had all this freedom to start businesses, to have interests that were outside the box. And, and just following that, I guess, has allowed me to pivot. Although I still find pivoting just as scary as I do exciting. So, you know, if you're, you know, anyone that's listening to this that might be feeling, oh, I just feel there needs to be pivot in my career. I just feel that there needs to be pivot in my relationship or there may need to be pivot in where I'm living. What would you say to them in terms of that fearful feeling that or apprehension that they may have? Mm. I always say jump off the cliff. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> put the parachute on and just go, no, no, no. I do say that occasionally, but only in the right, in the right scenarios. I think you have to take, you have to take stepping stones. If you don't, if you don't dip the toe, so to speak, into something just to see or have a conversation with someone or open yourself up to thinking, because we get stuck in our heads. So you need to be able to talk to other people to figure out if you're making the right decision or or what could it be. And you won't always necessarily agree with everybody that's that's giving you that information, but you almost just need to take a little step. And this is when I was doing my consulting back in the business last year. If people had ideas for a business, you can't know whether you're going to be successful or not until you take a little step. That doesn't mean that you need to go and invest $100,000 into something. No, no, no. It's about taking the first step. It's about investigating the space. It's about understanding the space. I think one of the most interesting things that we did, my husband and I, is we started um, Batch & Co, which is, you know, the alcohol brand. Now, we had never worked in that space. There's been lots that we've learned, you know, and that has been like a six, seven-year project that's going on. It's still ongoing. We're still learning. Um, but, you know, because of what we've learned, it's allowed us to get to a lot of other levels. And now we have over like, you know, 1,500 stockers within Australia. If you had to ask me that seven years ago, six, seven years ago, I would have been like, oh, I have no idea where this is going to take. And neither would Thomas, who's our, you know, co-founder with us. So it's just about the stepping stones. That 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 is really the key. And you just need to find the right person to talk to. Look, I'm not scared to reach out to people on LinkedIn. I'm not scared to reach out to people on Instagram. If you don't ask the question, you'll never know. You'll never know. And I think people are really hesitant to to even reach out to someone. Um, But I think because of my PR background, I had to reach out to everyone. I had to reach out to all the media outlets. I had to reach out to celebrities. So that's innated me because of that PR background, I think. So but that, that's a really big tip that I give to everyone. You'll never know if you never ask. And you can sit on your Instagram and you can sit and you can watch people in the background and think, oh, my God, and how are they doing that? Go and, go and speak to them. If they don't reply, they don't reply. So what? What do you got to lose? I think that's the biggest thing I've learned in business is that you might see someone, you know, who is public or in the public field or whatever, but they are literally just the person that was just willing <laughs> to ask and put themselves out there that is the difference between them and you that is it correct correct I know it's funny Lisa Messenger I remember um, when she was doing the collective magazine and she used to have these great quotes and she was like I can't oh I wish I could remember the actual quote it was fantastic it used to motivate me quite a lot but she was like there's no there's no difference in that person being where they are other than they've put themselves out there and they're showing you their their lifestyle or their business or or they're, you know, talking in their own way. 
versus you sitting there going, I really want to do that. Like, I really, I really want to do that, but I can't. And the people are going to judge me. They're going to talk about me. And people are, people absolutely are going to talk about you. It's always the case. And you just have to somehow put that to the side and, and, and rise above it. You know, always my mum used to say that's another good saying, like rise above it, you know, rise above it because you know who you are. And if you are living, you know, a real, genuine, authentic life, the right people will come to you. They're the right people. So I think it's what come, you know, circling back to what we we're talking about at the beginning in terms of how you see your industry going into really authentic content creation and authentic yes. connection between people and products and all of that. That's really what it comes back to. So if you're pivoting and it's not actually authentic, then you're right. It's you're gonna probably fall on your face. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and life will give you, I believe, energetically, life will give you a lot of opportunities to stay really safe and really yeah. the same. So if yeah. I look back to when I left education, the absolute sensible thing for me to have done was to go and get another job in education to bank that money mm. and then maybe in inverted commas save up to then go out on my own. But it's just delaying the inevitable. Totally. And so I had this great opportunity to do that and and I just didn't do it because purely because not because I'm better than anyone else or I was smarter than anyone else. It just no. wasn't authentic to me. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. Yeah. And you're right, as a result of that, I've met the right people, I've connected with amazing people, and it's and it has allowed me personally to flourish, let alone professionally or whatever. Absolutely. Because you're enjoying what you're doing. You know, like I can I can go back into a nine to five job yeah. as well. You know, I could go into how into... employable you are, my gosh. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, everyone. I'm I'm, I'm okay here. Hit her up. Hit her up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every, true. Everything's got a price. Everything, yeah, true, true, very true. Yeah, and after all the headaches, oh my lord, um, in your own business. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's. I think once you start your own business, it's, it's, it's hard to go back, and it is challenge. Like it is challenging every day. Someone said to me last night. I was on the phone to an old friend last night. Um, she was like, "How do you just juggle everything? Like, you know, you've got Billy down at a surfing lesson, yet you've just done this deal on the other." She's like. What, what do you do? Who are you? It's like, but it doesn't feel weird to me because that's yeah. always been my life. So I just said to her, it's just always been my life. So I, I don't see it like the 10 plates spinning are okay in my head. But for some people, 10 plates spinning cannot be good in people's yeah. heads. So it's how, how you just go, well, that's normal. Like, you know, that's just my, that's just my normal life. And I'm just going to juggle it as best I can. One or two may fall off. But that's okay because we're going down this path. And I usually have about, I think it's really good to have three or four ideas that are new to what you're doing, always just spinning because it keeps you focused on a vision, on a path that could be there because yeah. otherwise you're going to get bored, right? You're going to sit there and just be like, well, this is this is it. Like, oh, this is it. So you just got to always have that there, which could then you might have a conversation with someone else and they're like, oh, that's a good idea, but maybe you could do it this way. And that's really what's happening for me at the moment, you know, out of one day dream. It's, I'm not, I won't talk about it now because I always think I'll put the moz on it, hilarious, but there's two or three other things that are there that, you know, potentially will come to fruition by the end of the year. Nothing huge, nothing that anyone else hasn't probably already done. However, it's something that will build the one day dream business and also help me focus and grow it in, in different ways. So yeah. Yeah. Pivoting clearly not only keeps you personally fresh and on your toes, but 
it keeps what I'm hearing is pivoting actually keeps you passionate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can just become stagnant. How many times have I I spoken to a brand? I'll never forget years ago, we worked with this gorgeous, um, I'll just say homewares brand long time ago when I was at Two Birds. And it was a father-son business. And the father had his way in running that business since, you know, 1972 or wherever it was. Beautiful, beautiful products, great store, solid location, solid house. So everything was solid, solid, solid. But you had this new generation coming up that had come into dad's business and wanted to change things up. He knew different fabrics. He knew design trends. He could see that things were moving. And dad was really, you know, like you he, you couldn't move him. He was like the Blarney Stone. He was not like moving anywhere. Do you know what I mean? There was a stone that was stuck there for 100 years. You weren't going to move him. And I think it was really frustrating for the son because we needed newness to also PR that brand. The old brand had a heritage story, but it wasn't, what the future needed um and they sort of made a few changes but it was sad not to see it go to another level which I think it could have if he had have pivoted because if he, if the father had have pivoted that business it would have gone into the future of actually where I think homewares and linen and sheets and all sorts of things were you know were going but unfortunately it didn't because perhaps that that guy was also scared because this was a certain way of doing things but the world's changed so much we have to keep moving with it and be, be okay to be scared. I very early on in my um, business, I have a, Prue and I actually have a mutual friend and that's how we connected. Mm-hmm. And very early on in my business, Prue said something to me, which I was like, oh, don't say that to me. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was okay, but I allow, I always allow myself to sit with something just long enough so it kind of seeps in. And I'm not, but not long enough that it becomes, I become fully comfortable with it. And Mm. so for me, there's that delicate balance of, okay, I've got this advice. I'm just going to ignore that for a second because it's the last (laughs) thing I wanted to hear. But knowing full well that if it's the last thing I want to hear, then it's probably the first thing I should be doing. And you were right. And and by following your advice, it, it allowed me, okay, sure, you were right in business, but more importantly, you were actually right in terms of me becoming that next version of myself and and to build confidence and all of this kind of stuff. So as you know, we say nothing is ever as it seemed and you wouldn't have known by giving me that advice at the time. But um, if it scares you, if it feels ick, then you should probably sit with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it is the, the hardest things that will change you for the better. The mm-hmm. toughest conversations, the toughest movements, um, but it will also excite you. Like it will yeah. just, it will get that fire going. And I think there's so many people that I see in business that have lost the fire. I see that over and over and over again. And and part of me also thinks perhaps that's why I sort of gave up PR as well because I felt like people were trying to come to me to find the fire. Oh, now PRs, yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Yeah. So 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 it's like, okay, cool. I can I can help stoke the fire, but if the fire's already gone out, we're we're done. Like it's and 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 I would see that a lot with businesses. And it was, yeah, it was really, it was really sad. One particular business which has now closed its doors had come to us, and I just knew that the PR wasn't going to do, mm. you know, what she what she thought it was. It still got great publicity but it wasn't actually giving her what she wanted at the end, you know, and unfortunately she closed her doors um, earlier this year. But it's, 
yeah it's it's yeah it's really interesting you've you've got to you've got to have that fire in you um and I mean look I'm a fire sign so maybe that's part of why it is as well but <laughs> maybe it's a bit mental <laughs> yeah maybe a bit mental a bit me- grounded but mental that would be a good way of, of explaining me <laughs> I just don't overthink it either. Just try not yeah. to. I think the best advice is try not to overthink it too much. I think if you sit there and you sit in your own thoughts and you, you'll talk yourself out of it, you absolutely will. You so. can talk yourself into and out of anything. I saw something on TikTok last night that said, um, how do you know your business is going to work? And it's like nobody that ever started anything knew it was going to work. Get over yourself. You 100%. make it work or you pivot so it does work. 100%. Well, perfect example of that is um, I said to the team, I'm going to take us all to Byron Bay yes. for, you know, three weeks uh, in in June, July. And they all looked at me and they're like, yeah, okay, whatever, another idea from Pro, you know, throwing it out there. And I was like, no, no, we're going to do this because I think it's great for culture. I think it's like shocking weather in Melbourne, let's be honest, so let's get out of here. And, you know, let's go and meet some other people in another state. I think it will really just get our fires burning again in such a cold environment. And they were sort of like, oh, anyway, of course, it's booked, flights are booked. And they were like, oh, my God. So we came up here and did like, bought the team to Byron. So I'm still here for two weeks. Oh, sorry, two and a half weeks. Um, And we met great people in Brisbane. We went to the Gold Coast. We met great businesses here. We had great team bonding. We did cooking together. We watched the whales together. Like made some memories as well. As Because if we are going to step on this next level as a business, um this was part of, I guess, the change of what I wanted to do within the business and how to get the team on board. And, you know, they loved it. They're like, where's the next trip? So now we're like planning the next trip and, you know, what to do and how to sort of keep us together because. How do I get on your books? I want to come. I I need to come on the next one. Totally. It's, it's, it's so fun, but you know, we're still working, but it just took us into a different environment to keep the fire alive. And I think that that's, you know, really, really important, especially when you're a small tight team. So yeah, so it's been good. Oh, I, did, I, I just did it. I didn't think about it. I just booked it. I was like, we're going. It. That's it. Don't overthink yeah. it. Just yeah. go for it. If it feels good, just do it. You'll figure out the rest later. If it doesn't work, Correct. whatever. You've been to Byron for two weeks. The end. Correct. Correct. You won't go Correct. back. But you probably Correct. will. <laughs> I will. I will. I love it up here. I know. We don't know how it. we're going to get back to Melbourne now. Um, oh, yeah. Lucky your I child's know. in school, so you have to go back. Yeah, um, I have to go back. Exactly. Yeah. So where can, I mean, People might not be looking for, you know, a leg up as a content creator or anything like that, but I still think follow different people's paths, different people's journey outside of your realm because there's so much to learn. So where can we find you? Where can we follow along with you and and kind of keep seeping in this vibe and, and expanding our curiosity? Yeah, uh, well, you can follow me at like, Prue Corrigan on Instagram. Um, I tend to do a lot of quotes. So someone said the other day, you love your quotes. And I said, yeah, because they really like resonate with me at the time. So you can guarantee if I'm sending quotes out, it's something that's, that's happened to me at the time. So it is very genuine in terms of what I'm what I'm thinking. Um, there's the One Day Dream Team as well. So if you just want to check out what co- our content creators are doing, to get, check out at One Day Dream Team on Instagram as well. Um, and then, you know, stay tuned for, for what else I'm going to be doing. I mean, at the moment, my focus really is One Day Dream and the talent division and what we do within Australia around that. But I know that there's lots of people that, you know, need help just on getting that fire and finding it from a motivational point of view as well. So that's something that's always been swimming around. And again, my intuition knows it's the right thing to do. It's just about taking, taking that stepping stone. So 
But yes, there will be some other things coming up in the pipeline. But for now, we're just, this is my focus because that's the other thing. I can get really distracted. So I have to like, you have to hone it in and make sure that as a creator that I am, um, that I don't start creating, you know, everything. Got pizza over there in the oven and my chicken roast in the, you know, in that one. So it's like- but I think that also comes at to that intuition and, and being okay with being patient. It doesn't all have yes. to happen at once. You know, most no. of the ideas I've executed have been actually in my head for 10 years. But now exactly. it's like, oh, now's the right time to it. It just feels right or it just flows or whatever a door opens and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I've got what you yeah. need. Boom. Timing is so right. Like sometimes I won't reply to people or I won't do things because I know the time's not right. It's not to say no, it's just the time's not right, but I know the time's coming. Or it's, And I don't know how I know that. That's just something that you start to learn. Timing is very, very, very important. Um, because we're middle-aged yeah. now, we have wisdom. Not sure. Yeah, might be. But, yeah, timing timing's always good and to think, yeah, not to overthink it, but to also just make sure that it is the right time for you personally. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for making the time to come on to share your fire with us because I'm sure it's warmed a lot of people's imagination or even just their confidence in pivoting. As you do for me, there's the dog. He, there's the, the dog. There's Louis Ruppert. He was so until the end. <laughs> he knows. He knows the timing's right. He's, he's got to oh go. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.